I'm Chelsea Pites, your real estate social media coach, and my mission is to help real estate and mortgage professionals to feel confident using social media platforms and build a powerful personal brand without the overwhelm of wondering if you're doing it right. Imagine how you'll feel when you create a smart, strategic, and sustainable social media strategy that not only gets you in front of your ideal client, but also allows you to focus on what really matters, helping people build wealth through home ownership, not scrolling through feeds or stressing about what to post. If you're already in real estate or soon to be on your way and you want to understand how to over leverage free social media platforms to help you grow your business, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, it's Chelsea and welcome to the show. I am very excited and I pre-planned my content and I'm batching it, which is something I'm excited about. I'm actually gonna be making a podcast about my changes to my business for 2022 because it was far, far, far past due that I had systems in place. So we will have an entire, probably several podcasts about that coming up today. I wanna talk about content, and I specifically want to talk about it in the framework of Donald Miller's Story Brand book. If you have not read this book, I've read it twice. I actually picked it up a third time, and I don't know what happened. It was like an aha moment, like I had never read the book before. Have you ever had that happen before where you read something and then reread it, and then you're just in the right mindset to receive it? Well, I'm gonna talk about this because it gave me a breakthrough in how I think about my own content with some very easy, simple frameworks. So I am again going to be referring to Donald Miller, Building a Story Brand. Fabulous book. You can also find a lot of great podcasts where he's being interviewed. Building a Story Brand, Clarifying Your Message So Customers Will Listen. Now in this book, He goes through a seven-step framework that anyone or any industry or any business can use to tell a story, to clarify your message, number one, to identify what your problems of your customer are, and how to craft content around that that positions you as the guide in their journey. So I'm going to specifically focus on this idea of the hero versus the guide. And chapter six and seven are my favorite chapters within this book. And I'm really going to be pulling from, quoting from chapter six, where he talks about what is the difference between a hero and a guide and why does your brand and why do you need to be focused on being the guide and not the hero? Like when I think of that, I think about, well, don't I want to be the hero? Don't I want to save the day? Well, wait until I go through this and then it will be very clear to you as well. So it starts off with a quote that I totally love. I'm going to be using in my presentations going forward. It says, customers aren't looking for another hero. They're looking for a guide. Now, what does he mean by another hero? Well, the way that he talks about it in the book, he says, we wake up every single day and we self-identify as the hero of our story. So we're the hero in our story. So we can't have somebody else be the hero of our story. And I thought, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. I kind of think of it like the Truman Show. We all have our own reality TV shows. We're all in our own story. And that made sense to me. So he goes on to talk about how are you helping your customer win their day? Not how amazing you are, not how amazing you are helping yourself win the day, but how can you help your customer win the day? Not every person um, has this transformational journey. He, uh, Donald talks about how we all sort of have these lives that are made up of different chapters. He often refers to um, 
to things in terms of being a book, like our life is a book. And obviously he was a, a book writer and has been in that industry. So when you say chapters, I, 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 that's, I just want to let you know that he's very focused on sort of the book and the movie screenplay, screenwrite um, types of examples. And so we have these different chapters and things happen, you know, maybe we get embarrassed at school one day presenting, and then that gets into our limiting belief that we're, we're not a good presenter at all. Or maybe we are great at soccer when we're growing up. And so that kind of teaches us that we have this athletic ability. So we have all these things that happen. And he talks about how these events that happen in our life or define our chapters are often instigated, influenced, or interpreted by another character. So this could be your parents helping teach you about what it means to be honest. Uh, it could be your basketball coach telling you that you need to practice and learn things and have discipline. So we have these guides that appear in our lives and help us create these chapters and and these lessons within the chapter. And so those guides can also appear in books that we read, in podcasts. As you are listening to this podcast, I am your guide. Therapists that we've gone to and been counseled by and even people that we work with in our business. I love how... He describes the guide, anyone that offers encouragement and tools to help us overcome a challenge. So if you think about this in terms of a movie or a book, if the hero is able to just solve their problem on their own, then we may not like that movie as much. And we sort of like internally know that if you could already solve your own problem, you wouldn't have gotten into trouble in the first place, right? All the movies that you think of that are exciting, you know, you think of there's a problem and there's like, you know, stakes that are involved and otherwise you kind of have just sort of like, you know, not a super exciting movie, which, you know, depending on the storyline and the characters could be interesting as well. But the storytellers are using the guide to encourage and equip them to win the day. So I thought that was really, really interesting. My aha from that section was we wake up every day really identifying as the hero of our own story. And even though we start thinking about like heroes as like the really strong ones, they're like the main um, character in the movie. But if you think about it, Donald says these heroes are often ill-equipped and filled with self-doubt or limiting beliefs. And this made me think of a show that I'm watching with my husband right now. So, of course, I grew up in the 80s and I watched Karate Kid. And so we're watching Cobra Kai now, which is sort of the reboot of them growing up and, and they have their own kids now. And I thought about this in terms of Karate Kid. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, yes. OK, so the hero of the story was Danny and his guide was Mr. Miyagi. And Mr. Miyagi had already gone through exactly what Danny was going to be going through. And Danny was doubtful. He didn't want to be thrown into this story or thrown into this fight or didn't think he could do it, wanted to give up, right? So I was like, yes, okay, now I'm really seeing this. Now that I have this example in my mind, it's really crystal clear. So the guide, not the hero, is the one with the most authority. And usually what happens when it's not that way, and again, this is something that I thought was such an aha moment when I read it, the writer, Donald, says when we see someone who is like overly confident or thinking about themselves, that's the villain. And I was like, ah, OK, I got it. So he talks about this, quote, fatal mistake that brands make is not being the guide. 
Instead, we're showing up as the hero. And I see this in content where we have our logos on it too much, over-logoed, and I'll talk about that in a moment, um, when it's just all about how amazing and how award-winning those are making us the hero, and we forget about being the guide. So I love the two characteristics of a guide. This was my favorite part of this entire chapter because it really crystal crystal clarified for me what I need to be doing in my content, and I hope will help you in your content as well. So when we have customers that maybe don't know us yet, they're going to be asking two questions. The first question is, do I trust this person? The second question is, do I respect this person? Now, the trust one, I was like, yeah, obviously. The respect one, that one I said, hmm, I hadn't thought about that before. So then he dives deeper into it in this chapter and he says, okay, so how do we build trust? We build trust by showing empathy and we understand their pain points, their frustrations. You, you get it. You've been there. You know how it feels, right? Mr. Miyagi was like, yes, I know exactly how you feel. You're unsure of yourself and I can help you with it. Identifying problems and then letting someone know that you understand what their problem is and that you want to help them find a solution. But it's not just about finding a solution. It's about sort of connecting, being relatable. Because remember, people take mental shortcuts all day long. We have to build that like no trust factor. So what happens is as you create content that's relatable and human, that someone says, oh, I do that too, or I like to watch that show on Netflix, or I like sports as well, whatever it is, you're creating this mental shortcut that they're creating trust and you're showing empathy and being human and relatable. And then your content is also helping people because you're saying, I understand how, how nerve wracking it can be to go through a multiple offer situation. I understand what it's like when the appraisal comes in and it's not what you were hoping for. I understand how hard it is to get your first loan and I'm going to help guide you through that. Now, the respect part, this is the part that I was like, okay, he just like twisted it around because authority, credibility, authority. I've talked about that before, but I've never thought about it in terms of respect. So what does that mean? Can I respect this person? He goes into authority equals competence, not bragging about being a hero or taking it across to being a villain. It's the fact that you know what you're doing. You don't have to be the expert, the, the all-knowing expert. You don't have to be the best. You don't have to be perfect. But you ha they have to know that we know what we're doing and we have some serious experience doing that. And so this is where we have to be really careful because if you're thinking, oh, I need to prove my authority, I'm just going to post um, my sales volume all the time and my logos and testimonials that are like all about me and 12 paragraphs long. We do have to do those things. We have to have social proof. And he talks about four ways to have social proof, testimonials, stats, awards, and logos. So let's go into that. Testimonials. He recommends brief and story focused. So instead of having three paragraphs of the client talking about how amazing you are, which is very true, um, you know, that we are amazing, they loved us, that's great. But what if they told a story about how you were their guide and what happened at the beginning and then how you helped them and then what happened at the end? Keeping it brief, keeping it story focused. And then stats are important, you know, 150,000 satisfied customers trusted us with whatever. You've heard that or seen that. But if it's only stats, there's no, there's no empathy there. What about awards? Yeah, of course, we want to showcase that we've been, we've won awards, that we're top in our industry. 
You can do that subtly with a post here and there, or if it's on your website, maybe there's some logos. Like if you go to my website, um, I have like a small, uh, it's not a ribbon, I guess, like it goes across the page that has like logos of all the things that I've been featured in, the places I've been featured. Yes, you definitely need to have social proof. But if that's all I posted, I'm missing the empathy part again. And then logos. I'm going to say this in reference to what I'm reading in the book is logos of other companies you've helped. That's probably not really going to come into play um, in our day to day for real estate. So not your logos. But logos, like if I'm a marketing person and I've helped uh, Coca-Cola with a marketing campaign, I could put that as my list of clients and that would create social proof. So I would encourage you to go look at your marketing materials, your websites, go look at your last posts. And are you positioning yourself as the hero or are you positioning yourself as the guide? I definitely recommend picking up this book. I love it. Um, every chapter has so many nuggets that you can take away from, and I hope this has been helpful. It's been helpful to me. I'm going to be looking at my content through an even different lens with this clarity that this book gave me. So I hope you enjoy it as well. Until next time, we'll see you then. Bye. Thank you, friends, for listening. And if you haven't already, please subscribe so you never miss a new episode and consider sharing this podcast with your real estate and mortgage friends. And if you haven't already grabbed your free downloads, 100 Real Estate Content Idea Starters, and my guide to making better Instagram reels for real estate, you should head over to my Instagram profile at chelsea.pites, that's P-E-I-T-Z, or you can visit my website at chelseapites.com. Until next time, see you then.